Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today we have a very special emergency podcast, and that is because former Florida Gator and Ohio State head football coach Urban Meyer has been hired as the head football coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is big news for the pod because it has Gator implications and because it has Jacksonville implications, two of the three Titan member football teams of this podcast. We are joined here by friend of the pod, Michael Phillips Phillips of 1010XL in Jacksonville. Michael, we'll get right to it. What are your what are your opinions about the hire? Man, it this could go down as the greatest day in Jacksonville Jaguars history. Oh my god. Point. Oh I'm not boy. Kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh it really could. Because they have the number one pick. Everyone knows that they're gonna draft Trevor Lawrence and hiring a guy like Urban Meyer who is one of the top five coaches in all of football, NFL or college over the last, you know, 10 years, 15 years, whatever, since he's been a head coach um, when he took over at Bowling Green. He has been one of the best football coaches that they that we've ever seen. Trevor Lawrence is considered the best quarterback prospect, the best pure prospect since John Elway. Peyton Manning, I would, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. I think Andrew, Andrew Luck is the, the, the big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's personally a better prospect than Andrew Luck. I think there were concerns with Luck coming out of school a little bit more than uh, Lawrence. But whatever. Ur- Urban Meyer is not only a winner. He is the big, He is one of the best, if not the best, outside of maybe like Nick Saban, program builders ever. That's what he does best, I think. He builds a program. He identifies what he needs, what needs to be done to win, and he he accomplishes those goals very quickly. He's won in two to three years everywhere he's been, and in some cases even quicker than that. His first year at Ohio State, they uh, they weren't allowed to play in a bowl game, but they went undefeated. Like so, it's actually true. his only undefeated season ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, okay, that's not true necessarily. It's only undefeated season at like Florida or Ohio State, like. Mm-hmm. Because I think he had an undefeated season at like Bowling Green and Utah, but that doesn't. I think the Utah Alex that, that Smith team was think. was undefeated. I think so, yeah. but they were group of five at the time. Utah had not yet joined exactly. the Pac-12. Yeah, they were. Um, there, some would argue that Utah is a Pac-12 school because of Urban Meyer. I would some would argue so. that. I, I would agree with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna. So real quick. But my, Michael has been on the Urban Meyer to Jacksonville train for a while. Yeah, yeah, and I need to clarify because I've hinted at it on the broadcast, on the podcast, but not uh, like fully said it. Like my position for a while, and even a little bit now, but less so was was a lot like I am not against it, um, but I wasn't completely sold on it. I I tweeted today. It's like my wallet is out on the table. Like I'm looking through it. I'm seeing how much money I have, but I haven't given you my money yet. However. As as it's happened, like as as it's been hired, and I've thought more about it, I've really liked it because the thing that I I did say is that like, okay, Urban Meyer never coached in the NFL, in no capacity has he ever coached in the NFL, and that's mm-hmm. huge. And we'll get into that in just a second. But something that I think that I don't want to allow me myself to overthink this, Urban Meyer is a damn good football coach. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what level of football. You, you at the end of the day, you want to hire good people that are good at their jobs. Mm-hmm. And we hired a good football coach. So, and th- there's many reasons that that might not work out, but 
I think that that's something I've I thought about more and more. And when was the last time you could say with absolute certainty that Jacksonville hired a good football coach? Never. That's a you guys question. Like, I have I, no idea. Never. And and that, and that is something I want to bring up is that uh, there's from the outside of the Jacksonville perspective, there's going to be a lot of there's a lot of if and 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 or about this Urban Meyer thing. And the jokes are flying. I fully support all jokes about <laughs> Urban Meyer quitting on the team in like four seasons because you know what. He has a track record. Uh, <laughs> jokes are funny. I'm okay with it. But one thing that's kind of happened is um, people are kind of, I think, scolding this. Some some people in the, in the national media don't like this hire. And I was just like, I kind of do because it's different. I mean, hiring in a normal way in the NFL isn't a guarantee. You, you never know if the guy you hire is going to be a good coach. It's a crapshoot. <laughs> and in this case... This is the coach that you know can build a program, you know can build a culture, and you know, you know that this is a good head football coach. He may not be a good head football coach at this program at the Jacksonville Jaguars. That will time will tell. But he is a good football coach, and I think, in that way, that that has progressively gotten me more excited because I've realized, like, yeah, if we hired Arthur Smith from the Titans or Eric Bainey from the Chiefs, I'd be excited. But I'm also kind of like, I don't know how those guys are as head coaches. I don't know. Well, yeah. let me let, let me ask let me ask you guys a question then because I, I agree with you that he is a good football coach, not only in terms of program building, but I think he needs to get a bit more credit that while he technically hasn't been a coordinator for an offensive or defensive side of the ball, he still knows the X's and O's of football really well. Now, my question to you, the way that he has been able to build programs in the past is different than the way that team building is cre- is constructed in the NFL. What I mean by that is at Florida and at Ohio State, he was at two, um, arguably two top five college football programs. And he was in recruiting hotbeds in both Ohio and especially in Florida. He was able to go into Florida, into the recruiting that um, stuff that he, the, the ties that he created in Florida at his time as the Gators coach to recruit South Florida players. People forget both Bosa brothers are St. Thomas alums down here in South Florida. And mm-hmm. my thing is that, how do you feel personnel-wise? I'm not saying culture-wise because I feel like there's actually been some reactions by Jacksonville Jaguar players that they've responded in a positive the players, way. The players like this. I the think. players like this for sure. But my question is they love it. you can't just go out and recruit the best five and four stars in the country. Yeah. You have to assess, analyze, draft properly, worry about the salary cap and free agency, worry about contract situations – all of these things that he doesn't have to worry about at a collegiate level where he is essentially um, he is essentially the be-all, end-all. While he's been given a lot of power in Jacksonville, there are still a lot of things that he has to maneuver. What do you guys think about his ability to translate the recruiting the best players available, just getting whatever I want, versus the going out and having to draft and player analysis and all that stuff? So, look. Talent evaluation is talent evaluation. That's right. You, you look at guys scouting for the NFL the same way that college coaches look at recruits. It's it's the same thing. And scouting traits. You're, you're, you're looking for good players. That, that's what you're looking right. at. Film, film will show you that no matter what. Um, so I think in terms of like finding the, the right guys and you know making that transition to how it is in the NFL to how it is in college is not – from that perspective, all that difficult. And I don't know if you guys read the um, 
the Albert Breer Monday morning quarterback article on Sports Illustrated. He actually, Urban um, has quotes in the article and talked about it. I I just want to read this one. He said, the best thing that I did when he left Ohio State and became an analyst at Fox Sports, he said, the best thing that I did, I called a bunch of our former athletes. I just asked them, tell me about the culture, tell me about the team meetings, tell me about the expectations, the work ethic, the accountability. I had an idea, but what's amazing to me is when I hear the media and the fans and even others say the reason they're losing is because they have bad players, which means they didn't scout well, it it blew it blew his mind. They they, they think that they that they're losing because they have bad players. That's one of the most nonsensical things I've ever heard in my entire life. They're NFL players. There's not a bad player in the NFL. Um, and he went on to say more stuff. It's just finding the right fit. And he goes on to kind of talk about how, you know, maybe some guy's a bad quarterback um, because he's heard that. Um, but it's not about them being bad or good. You make it to the NFL, you're good at what you do. You're a good football player. It just depends on what, you know, system you're in, what, how you fit within it, um, and what coaches do to, to improve your game and catch you up to speed and get you – onto that level of being able to make plays and, and be successful in the NFL. So from a talent, talent evaluation and personnel perspective, I don't think there's going to be any too much different uh, from what Meyer did as a, as a coach in the college ranks to what he is as an NFL coach. Um, they, they did say that he wants some, you know, they want some uh, control over personnel. He wants some say in it. That's why they hired him yeah. before they hired a general manager, I think. Um, but at the same time, he'll yeah, work hand in hand with the general manager. He's going to be so, I think, focused on being the coach of the players, um, especially at the beginning that I don't think that'll be too much of a factor, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think the transition is going to be all that hard, um, so, from that perspective. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, you don't hire Urban Meyer if you're not going to let him have a hand in personnel because that that's Urban Meyer's thing. Yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer is one of the best motivators, leaders of a locker room program builders and talent acquires mostly through recruiting. And I agree. It's like, I think cause you know, Meyer is a smart guy. I think coaches at the highest level are extremely smart people in my opinion. And especially yes. Urban Meyer, especially who is a track record of learning as he goes, like he has adapted a lot. He's why he's so great. At what he does. Part of it is that like, I do think intellectually he knows that, you know, he can't out recruit his problems. There's mm-hmm. going to be a moment, I'm very sure, where if that reality is going to hit him in the whole, like, it's, you know, like, man, we just need better players. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> like when, when he's going up against, you know, the, if we play the, if the Jacksonville Jaguars play the Kansas City Chiefs next, next year, like, what, what, what are we going to do with that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, there, but I think that, I think that the, the, Urban Meyer is the type of coach uh, that I, th- I think could succeed if, if he's willing to make those adjustments. I think a big part for him is, and this is another thing that Urban Meyer is great at. Urban Meyer has always had good coaching staffs. Yes, that's. I wanted to go. I wanted not, to go into yeah, that. I want to go into only, that. He not only evaluates the talent of his players, he evaluates talent at the coaching position super well. That's mm-hmm. actually, you know, another NFL coach that's really succeeding. That is actually something that I think Sean McVay is underrated at. Like, yes, he, he not only is a good football mind and good leader, but it's also like Brandon Staley, the Rams defense coordinator, was an analyst last season. Mm-hmm. They brought him on. They had Rams have a great defense. You have to be able to evaluate talent because if you're a good coach, you're going to lose your assistance. 
Yeah. Like, and Urban Meyer is excellent at that. I will say, like, that's something I want to talk about a little bit with you guys. Like, it is going to be imperative for him, in my opinion, to surround the staff. Not, It doesn't have to all be this way. But there's some people on the staff that need NFL experience. So that was that was my like, question. I didn't know how much of the staff he's going to kind of maybe stay with, maybe poaching some people from Ohio State, maybe even poaching some people from, from Florida because there's a lot of coaches on our staff that have ties um, to Urban Meyer and by de facto have ties to Dan Mullen, of course. Uh, what do you guys think the staff's going to look like? How much of it is going to be guys that Urban maybe has faith in from college versus NFL experience? Do we see maybe some former coaches kind of get some help or, you know, come on in? What What is Urban – because he's a smart guy, like you said, Tyler. What does he surround himself with? Uh, Michael, you want to take this one or I mean, you want me to go? No, it's cool. I, I think it'll be – We'll imperative. both say something. Just... Yeah, it'll be imperative. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it'll be – I think that's the next big thing is fi- figuring out who he's going to bring in as, as his coordinators, as his positional coaches. Um, I think in terms of names, the Scott Linehan was a name that has already been thrown out there, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, okay. I, I actually don't – I don't mind that, that name. Why? Because – Can I guess uh, – Tyler, can I guess? Can I guess why? Why? Is it yeah. because before he was the passing game coordinator for LSU last year in the dumpster fire that was the 2020 LSU season, he was the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys and was running with Dak Prescott, which is very much a, I don't want to say a Tim Tebow type quarterback, but we have seen him have that position and, and have that style of play at times and he can succeed in a similar style, question mark. Sip- a lot of Trevor Lawrence quarterback draw. Okay, quarterback so, power, <laughs> and that that is, that is that is a different thing that that uh, I'll talk about in just a second. The whole like, because I've seen a complaint of like, well, Urban Meyer's just going to run a Tim Tebow offense, and I'm like, no, he won't. No, he won't. Now no. you'd be an you'd be Urban an idiot Meyer ran to, a Tim Tebow offense because he had Tim Tebow. Wait, yeah. you would be an idiot to not use Trevor Lawrence's legs, <laughs> like, but he's not going to be Lamar Jackson. But that's not my point. Exactly. The whole Scott, the Scott Lanahan thing is that like he's not a world breaking like offensive coordinator. But his offenses are generally productive, and I, th- I, and maybe this is stupid, but I can see a lot of the situation where you, the Dak, the Dak rookie year situation is kind of there for Trevor Lawrence. Offensive line in Jacksonville is not that bad. It could get better, but it's not that bad. It needs um, work. It, it needs, needs. Yeah. It needs work. But it, it's, it, it's, it's, not, it's not Bengals level. Like, uh, well, no, it's not Bengals level, but it's, it's not, not great, man. Yeah, no, but I, I think, and here's the thing we might have with the new offensive line coach, or Meyer, that things could be different, but that's going to be addressed in the draft, maybe in free agency. Jaguars have a lot of cap room, have the most cap room to address these things, but you have a stud running back who you're probably based your offense around, and Scott Lanahan has run an offense that is based in the running back that eases a rookie quarterback in. Now, that is the most cherry picked analogy i've ever used on this show <laughs> like man you, so, you should you should be his pr guy or something that was good yeah that is that could totally be a reason it works there's like 99 other reasons that it could but my thing is that like scott lanahan's offices i think at a baseline are okay and that's infuriating at an nfl level like um because you want your office to be great I wouldn't mind a Scott Lanahan hire because that is NFL experience and his offenses are generally fine. If he can find a better one, I'm all for it. Uh, and Scott Lanahan, I think, uses QB runs in the right way because when he had Dak Prescott, it's like he uses them occasionally. 
Like he mm-hmm. uses Dak, he used Dak Prescott's legs, but that wasn't actually what the offense was built around. Right. And that's how I think you'd use Trevor Lawrence. Like if you're right, if you're doing a two point conversion, you spread five wide. You're like, okay, I'll run Trevor Lawrence up the middle from two yards out. Like you've been an idiot not to use, not to do that or that, that have that mentality. But I don't know. You, you continue with what you were talking about, Michael. No. So I, in terms of names, yeah, I've heard that name and that's the only one that's been linked early on. And obviously it's, extremely early as we're doing an emergency podcast yeah, that's about more that's a rumor that, yeah. yeah that's a rumor um <laughs> but i i'm not too caught up on names per se i'm really just caught up on styles and how they would fit and nfl experience i when i'm sure y'all saw this obviously the charlie strong rumors as soon as i saw that i was like no i i don't want no I don't think it'll. I, I don't mean, think it would be as good. like as like a positional coach, sure, but not as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, sure, as a positional coach, fine. Um, but another guy with no NFL experience at that level, who is much as a defensive coordinator, you're much more hands on with your players than the head coach actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that transition, I think, is actually harder for a guy like Charlie Strong to make than than somebody like Urban Meyer. And Charlie Strong hasn't been preparing to be a head coach. There, yeah. there was so many reports that Urban has basically been preparing to be a head, uh, head coach in the NFL for a while now. Um, so with the Music coordinators, yeah, with the coordinators, um, I, I don't know if y'all saw this a few hours ago. Clavian Chason just tweeted out very simply, 34, double question mark. I, at first, yeah, at first I was like, I don't know what that he means. Forgot I was like, oh, yeah. He forgot the dash. He forgot the dash. No, he <laughs> I don't I think you forgot the, the dash. He did it on purpose to try and throw people like me off um, <laughs> because it did work. I was like, I don't know what that means. Um, then I was like, oh, basically that means that is all to me saying fire Todd wash, which is kind of fun. Go, go Calabian. Um, There's no freaking way urban would have ever. Oh no, Todd no, he's not. There's gonna, no <laughs> freaking not. way. Um, <laughs> But I, it brings up a good point. I think that if they can find a coach that can make the transition and is an experienced 3-4 defensive coordinator, call him. Like anybody mm-hmm. that Urban knows that's a 3-4 guy that's have, that has NFL experience, call him. That's what I want on the defensive side of things. Um, on all, offense, I want a guy that um, will work well with a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. I, don't, I can't think of who off the top of my head uh, in terms of names, but – Somebody that can come in and I mean, implement, Tony Elliott, but <laughs> I wouldn't hate Tony Elliott. He I'm not. not I'm bad. not. I'm not out here advocating we hired Tony Elliott. Like I wouldn't hate it, obviously, because it'd be. But I, the answer is not so clear because with no. the way that things go in the NFL, and this is something that is hard. You have to remember is that like if you have if you're a good offensive coordinator, you're getting looked at for a head coaching job. I just, yeah, I like, just want to say, I just like, want to say, Tyler, um, Tony Elliott, the heat, that would be really great, but he'd have to fight off Miami first. <laughs> I think we are also, I think, in the mix or well, interested. And if you guys trade for Deshaun Watson, Tony Elliott's like, which Clemson quarterback do I want to coach for? <laughs> <laughs> I coached both of them before. <laughs> Listen, I, I want to, I want to ask a couple other questions. Um, okay. Let's, let's put a Gator spin on this. Okay they're a person that may be in the mix in terms of maybe a position job or stuff that I have read rumors. Of course, I want a disclaimer rumors, Um, but maybe Brian Johnson. And there's been some ties with some other Florida staff members. I've heard Billy Gonzalez. 
I've heard Gabriel Gonzalez as well. Um, yeah. And I've heard a lot of different names that I don't want to really go out and name because it's just been on Twitter and rumors and stuff. But those two are probably the bigger ones. How afraid are you as a ga- put your Gators fan hat on for a moment with me, please? Because I am yes. I am admiring your Jags fandom from a, from a distance, but I am fully entrenched in the am I going to lose any members of my staff slash would it be the worst thing in the world to lose some members of our staff that would force Mullins to replace? Do you see any any turnover at Florida because of this hire? What's the impact? What do you guys think? Um, I don't think that Brian Johnson would go because Brian Johnson, I mean, he has a relationship with Urban Meyer because mm-hmm. he played for Dan Mullen and Urban Meyer. Um, but it's a matter of Brian Johnson's name has been in, in, in from the way I look at it, Brian Johnson's name has been in lists for college football head coaching jobs mm-hmm. small level right now but he's on those lists it's very similar to when dan quinn was fired from atlanta it's just like everybody's like come back to florida and while that would always be possible it's a matter of yeah but is he gonna jump to a different type of football mm-hmm. when he's so close to getting another job and we saw he took the cowboys defensive coordinator job right so i, I don't brian johnson's got i feel like i could just go do my same job or slightly better job in the nfl or i could get a head coaching position after another year in florida mm-hmm. at florida okay Billy Gonzalez is somebody that I do think it's possible uh, and would be actually, I think, if, of a bigger impact than right. um, Brian Johnson. Because as much as I love Brian Johnson and I love him on our staff, I want him to stay forever. Um, if there's one coach I could choose to lose uh, in a Dan Mullen staff, it is yeah. the quarterback's coach. <laughs> yeah. <'Cause laughs> and, and co-offensive Mullen's coordinator. D- <laughs> Dan Mullen has developed quarterbacks before yeah. without Brian Johnson. Exactly. Whereas Billy Gonzalez has been with Dan Mullen for much of his career. And Billy Gonzalez gets make, gets good play out of his wide receivers. He coaches them up. That would be very translatable to today's NFL. Mm-hmm. I think that would be more impactful and okay. more likely. Michael, okay. what do you think? I, I agree with you for the most part. I, I think Brian Johnson staying put. I don't think there's a shadow of a doubt that he's going to – there's no chance. That he's leaving, I don't think. Um, unless it's for a, a coaching job in the college ranks. I, I don't see mm-hmm. him. But I, I doubt. He's very much in that um, Alex Grinch mold where he's probably going to be one, a one for next cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, early buzz is being kicked on him, but he's probably not going to get anything till next year. Yeah. Um, and then Billy Gonzalez, I, I think that he's a much more likelier person to that would go to the NFL. Um, but that presents an interesting problem for the Jags at least um, because Billy Gonzalez being the wide receivers coach that would mean he's replacing Keenan McCardell and who, Keenan McCardell is a good wide receivers been coach really good he's been so that was, very good that was another um, question how much how much do you think uh, Urban's going to retain of what you already the staff you already have because that's I a possibility think, I think it'll actually be a decently good amount uh, mm-hmm. not like there's some there's some good coaches crazy. on the staff like, yeah the um the special teams coach, Joe DeCamillis, Joe DeCamillis, uh, Keenan at wide receivers coach, and maybe the running backs coach I could easily yeah. see. And then mm-hmm. I could see maybe like a linebackers coach, someone just on the defensive side of things that's there and just knows some, the guys some on the continuity, team. Kind of thing. Like, a face, yeah. Yeah. a face to keep in the building. Yeah, kind of thing. Like, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so they, I, I could see three or four guys mm-hmm. being retained. Okay. Yeah. Um, Another question that's <laughs> I have to I have to ask guys. Uh, right, bring it. Bring how worried how worried are you about Urban Meyer's heart 
condition coming back in three years. Oh, so terrifying. I don't care. I really <laughs> don't. <laughs> I don't give a damn. <laughs> I, 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 I'm here with Michael. It's just like, when I say terrified, like, people have t- asked me this question, and I'm about to go into work tomorrow, and people are going to ask me it a million times. Like, I'm not a Florida fan that's dealt with this already. <laughs> like, this has already <laughs> happened. And when it happened to Ohio State, I was just like, told you. Um, yep. And now, it's if, if it happens again, you know what? We all know what's going to happen. Like, like the ESPN put out a video today on Twitter that was of him after winning the Rose Bowl being like, I don't think I'd be coaching again. And I said, if you believe that for a damn second. We like, said it on the that, pod. You, you're a fool. Like, we said it on the pod. Yeah, we said we, – and we've everyone's known this. Everyone's yeah. known this. And it's a matter of like if – this was this was a big crux in our early days of Urban Meyer rumors. Mm-hmm. There was the difference between me and Michael, and I'm actually – Michael's won me over because he's a smart guy, and he knows what he's talking about. I try. Uh, <laughs> But I was one of those things just like, and I, I raised this question, is like, everywhere, the last two places Urban Meyer has gone, a scandal has caught up to him at some point. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference at Ohio State is that that scandal did not ruin that program. Right. Th- that, that scandal got him out, mm-hmm. but Ohio State's been excellent since. They, they, he, yeah, the, infrastructure, the infrastructure he built at Ohio State has withstood that. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's a testament to something you can look at. But it's a matter of, is that going to happen again in the NFL? Uh, I I am conscious of that. I'm not necessarily worried because what we how would we be worse off than we are right now? Well, exactly. Yeah, like not only on in terms of the play and in terms of the organization for the Jaguars, but also, I mean, it's sad to say, but there's been we quite a quite a, no 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 talk about scandals. There's been quite oh, yeah. a bit of scandal in the NFL and. There's been quite a lot of coaches that have kept their jobs after set scandals, and the blame mm-hmm. is kind of deflected in other places. So if there's ever a situation where I think – I don't want to say urban is scandal-proof, quote-unquote, but I think if there's ever a place where a scandal can hit and he wouldn't have to resign, it would be in the NFL. And well, and, and Yeah, yeah, and that's because in the NFL, these players are paid more than the coaches, and they're grown men, and they can make their exactly. own decisions. In exactly. The co- in college – Coaches are seen almost as fathers and teachers a hell mm-hmm. of a lot. Um, and especially even, they were in the did, mid-2000s well, when Aaron Hernandez did, was out there doing illegal things. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's uh, illegal things. That's the word for it. Um, <laughs> and uh, Guys, do you, do you remember in school when we learned about the Middle Ages and we learned about the, the idea of feudalism? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. And how it was just like, you know, a lord looks over this feudal – like a feudal lord looks over these feuds, this little land, landscape. And everybody there kind of like reports this one person. Mm-hmm. That's what college football programs are like. These head coaches mm-hmm. are these feudal lords that look over their little programs and they mm-hmm. control every aspect of it. The NFL is too transparent for that. Yeah. And on top of that, Urban Meyer's not in charge. Right. Like Shad mm-hmm. Khan's in charge. And I, it's very interesting. Shad Khan seems to be very interested in taking a much more hands-on approach than he ever has before, mm-hmm. which will be interesting to me. He has um, a reason to care now. Yeah, yeah, and true. But it's like Urban's not at he he is not ultimately the highest person on the chain, right? Like, right. And on top of that, from the get go, we're all going to be looking at this from the get go. There's more transparency mm-hmm. when you have we, a history and, like Urban does. You you bring uh, you bring a magnifying glass with you, and everyone's yeah. going to look at you in a harsher light. And I want addition. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Tyler. That Ohio State scandal involves Zach Smith. 
what it really evolved was it based itself going back to his Florida days. Right. And then it was it was kind of left over. It, it, it continued it continued into Ohio State. Exactly. I just I say I say that to say that's kind of more of it's not like he went to Ohio State and then started something new. Mm-hmm. It's kind of continuing. So there's possibility. It, it was a continuing trickle down effect, and it's one of those things that, like, that I feel like would be easier to stop with the transparency of the NFL and the position. I don't know. I'm just speculating here. Urban Meyer, don't be stupid. All right. Like, so okay. Final two questions, guys. Number one, how funny is it that the official Florida Gators football account, Twitter account, congratulated Urban Meyer? Gentlemen, get those retweets. Gentlemen, the the decade long, the decade long, and the last two intense years of him openly wearing his Gator championship rings on Fox, talking about the Gators, tweeting about them, basically kissing ass his way back into the Ring of Honor at Florida. Has I think this is the first moment of like public on the Florida end saying, "All right, it worked." You know what I mean? Yeah. Big, big brain, put your conspiracy hat, the third eye open conspiracy hoodie on. Hoodies up. Uh huh. There were, they they've talked about like back when Steve Spurrier was at Florida. Michael just flipped his hat. Thank you for the for the for the uh, gesture. Um, of course, man. Back when Spurrier was at Florida, and the Jaguars had just started up, Tom Coughlin let Spurrier come to one of their um, practices, mm-hmm. and it was a big thing where Tom Coughlin was just like, "All these college coaches, you stay in this little box and don't do anything." And Spurrier's like, "Well, f this," and he left. Um, I only say that to say that put I put an idea in my mind. It's like, what if we have the first like college football team like going to learn something from an NFL team? I don't know in what capacity that would happen, but Dan Mullen and Urban Meyer are like I don't know about say close, but pretty close when it comes to like coaches. Oh, yeah. um, have have a good so working it, relationship. What if what if Florida is able to practice with the Jacksonville Jaguars? That would I, never happen, but that's know, pretty. That's, that's not pre- happening. The NCAA is going to shut that down immediately. <laughs> oh, stupid NCAA. The NFL would shut there. that down. They don't want, they the don't NFL, want that I, image the NCAA, in their no, I, th- I think the NCAA would be like, oh, this should be cool. Like, yeah. Like, no, the, for the NFL, it would be like, why are we like dropping down to allowing this? Like, We're no, the NFL. We're better the than NCAA this. Would, the NCAA would spin it as a career showcase and to, uh, to um, justify not having to pay players. Yeah. It would be it would be a glorified <laughs> pro day is what they would do say it as. Oh. Um, my last NCAA, question, guys. Call us. <laughs> my last question, guys. Okay. What does this mean to the city of Jacksonville? It means everything. Like, le- legit everything. It sucks that Lot J didn't get voted on next Tuesday because – I it, feel like that would have changed. Can you, can, you exp- can you explain what Lot J is? Because I know what it is. You know what it is. But yes. in a, quickly, I, yeah. what is Lot J? It's just, it's, it was going to be this big entertainment district right next to the stadium – um, it was going to kind of be like this big showcase and a lot of NFL cities, a lot of uh, just big, you know, sports towns. They have these entertainment districts that are, you know, they have restaurants, right shops. Uh, Atlanta yeah. has one right outside the Brave Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a place that where basically all fans can go get something to eat, have, enjoy downtown, enjoy being around the stadium, you know, spend time there. Basically, it's, it's an it's a bomb for the economy. Yes. Essentially. Um, we don't have one of those, and yeah, and so you mean you mean to tell me that the city that hosts Florida Georgia every year doesn't have one of those, dude? That's you've the been only to our downtown. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, downtown hasn't changed in thirty years. It's yeah. awful. Yikes. 
It is. It is and legit. There, there is there is a slight certain appeal to that on one day of the year, Florida Georgia, <laughs> just because there's a lot of parking because there's nothing else around. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. So since uh, Lot J was voted on this past week and it was not approved. Correct? Yeah, and so it lost. It it was voted twelve seven in favor of doing it, but it needed a, a super majority to mm-hmm. actually go through it. So it needed literally one more vote to go through and it didn't get it. So imagine if that was just pushed back till tomorrow, four days. Yeah. And it, it would go through in a heartbeat, I think, because not only is Lawrence coming in, all the revenue that you're going to generate from literally just his Jersey sales is going to be unreal. But mm-hmm. ticket sales have been up. Ticket like by sales. Five times. They went up. They went up by that amount before the announcement. That was oh, just wow. when the news was was hyped up. Yeah, yeah, when it was hot. Um, and so now, now it's, it's official. It's it's official. It's gonna they, be they, crazy. They posted the graphics to Instagram. <laughs> you yeah, can share them on your story. That's when you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it it means everything to the city of Jacksonville. And the the reason big. why I was on the urban train from the very beginning, the the biggest underlying reason outside of just I think he's gonna be good. Um, is if anything else, he could literally retire and quit the Jaguars job tomorrow, and I think it would have been worth it. The amount of attention and just buzz that it generates for the Jaguars is something National that we've media never can't seen. ignore us now. We've never seen it, and it's going to be so great to wake up tomorrow and actually see Jaguars coverage on SportsCenter or on any of these other shows, on Get Up, on uh, Coward Show, on skipping shannon show good morning whatever. football good morning football um they can't ignore the jaguars anymore and it's and it's a really cool feeling because now the jaguars they're going to be the epicenter of nfl football for the entire offseason yeah that's sure. never yeah. been said yeah ever um i i i have a on a different note mm-hmm. i have something i wanted to talk about because we keep talking about it mm-hmm. trevor lawrence Yes. Yes, sir. I know there are going to be people, many of you une- uneducated. <laughs> oh, don't. I, I, to, I, I know, know where you're going. No, 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 I, don't uh, do it. I, 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 hey, hey, I'm walking it through, okay? Dude, because don't, don't I, I'm going to explain to the idiots why they're wrong. Okay. Sorry, idiots. Okay. You're welcome to listen to this podcast. I love you. Let me make you better. Okay, <laughs> understand this. There are going to be people, and I know because a good friend, a good mutual friend of Michael and I, texted me this an hour ago and i had to tell him that he was being stupid there are going to be people that think oh urban meyer former ohio state head coach is going to draft justin fields the ohio state quarterback over trevor lawrence the Clemson <sighs> quarterback there's going to be articles written people are going to tweet it people have already texted it to me you out your mind first of all <laughs> fields and Urban Meyer were never at Ohio State at the same time. <laughs> um, that for one. So there isn't the connection there you think. And people are like, he's going to be he, – Urban Meyer is going to – because he loves Ohio State so much. I'm like, he, Urban Meyer does not love Ohio State or Florida that much more than any other program. Urban, what do you know what Urban Meyer loves? Urban Meyer loves winning. Yes. And Urban Meyer is going to pick the quarterback that best allows him to do that. When he was working as an analyst for Fox, he, he stated on record, on air, Trevor Lawrence was the best – quarterback that he's ever seen play college football and then ever in the in the rankings the man, man who coached co- tim tebow the man who coached tim tebow yeah <laughs> um the man who's responsible for tim tebow and then 
in like I think their ranking system, he ranked Trevor Lawrence ahead of Justin Fields. I mean, not and Justin Fields is an amazing prospect. Again, we could if this happened, there's a high possibility Justin Fields would work out. But additionally, Urban Meyer isn't the one in charge at all. That means that he has to get to, to not draft Trevor Lawrence. I mean, one, he's convinced that that's a good idea, which I'm not convinced he is. Mm-hmm. Two, the GM and Shad Khan would also have to agree with him. No, listen, listen, let me just when put it real the, quick. Everything from, in the media is telling you otherwise. From an no, outsider's it's perspective, not happening. it's from, not happening. From, from an outsider's perspective, Shad Khan is going to look at the potential Trevor Lawrence jersey sales and all that money, and he's going to look down on everyone and say, so a week before the draft, you say, hey, put the card in now because we're drafting Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. So you'll see this be talked about when the offseason finally hits because it's the offseason and it's a talking point. Mm-hmm. Freaking Dan Orlovsky already today was talking about it. Um, no. And it annoyed the hell out of me. But I'll give you some inside information. This is what would happen if Shad Khan – if he asked the question, this is the first phone call with Urban Meyer when he first called him. So, all right, Urban, we, we'd love to bring you in. We, we really, uh, we really appreciate, uh, you know, everything that you've done. Um, we, we would love to bring you in for an interview, bring you into Jacksonville and talk about you becoming the next, uh, Jaguars head coach. Awesome. Yeah. Come in Friday. Um, so I, I do want to ask you real quick while I have you on the phone, we have the top overall pick. Uh, who, who are you thinking for that spot? Justin Fields, click. <laughs> Goodbye. Hung up the phone. Guys, podcasting is not a visual medium. He hung up the phone. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, yeah. Um, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, I, I just, I want this is our official silent judgment take on this because it, it will get talked about, but it, it's stupid. Uh, yeah. And I'm not typically so crass in my evaluation of people's evaluation of football. Um, I try to be nice to the viewers, but that's stupid take. Don't do that. And Jags fans that will say, oh, it's because we would do that. Shut up. Don't think like that. No, like, listen, that's just, it's just, it's enjoy not this. It's, no, yeah. Very, you were, very, you were given two layups. Yeah. Two free throw. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you were given two free throws and, and the kind of free throws where there's no one even near you. Yeah. You know, what's really but, cool about this, uh, all this is, um, the the Jaguars got the number one big name, um, but that yeah that's amazing and that doesn't happen in Jacksonville. But what's kind of cooler is that the big guy, the the biggest coaching candidate that there was out there, chose Jacksonville. Yeah. Like just that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um. So so that's and, really, well and really like cool. everything the stars had to align for Jacksonville to be the top coaching job. Yeah. Like. But but, but, but look, here's look the at thing. the other ones. But there's guys, Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah, go ahead. They did though. The stars did align. So yeah. why would you go out of your way to essentially mess that up? You got the best coaching. You got the 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 coach that was on everyone's radar, both collegiate and NFL. Yeah. You got the guy. He wants to be there. You have a generational quarterback. I have been on the record by saying I think Trevor Lawrence's floor is a multiple time pro bowler. That's his floor for my opinion. So that you guys are confident. <laughs> you guys I am. I, I am confident in Trevor Lawrence. 
you have all the tools you guys and it's great because when listening to you guys talk is fantastic because it's like i'm looking in a time capsule for a year ago but for myself you have the most cap space in the nfl you have the most picks in the nfl draft you have a promising new head coach you are about to get your franchise quarterback it's like i'm watching my myself last year and i could not be looking in a mirror yeah i could not be happier for you guys and it's way less stressful for us because we picked number one overall exactly yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's very uh, clear who we're taking. It's, it's not I, a, I, no. Yeah. And arguably, you guys have the better quarterback. <laughs> I mean, you're going to yeah, have the better quarterback. It's not really arguable. You know, but you yeah. know, no, it's I'm not. Just, it's not. It's it not was raised. I do think this is funny, and this is something worth with just saying. Like, he obviously wouldn't be the starter. But what chance do you think there is that Dwayne Haskins ends up on Jacksonville's roster at some Zero. point or another? <laughs> Zero. Negative you don't want, 80. You don't, I don't know. <laughs> No, you don't. No. You don't want a quarterback room of Trevor no. Lawrence, Gardner Minshew, and Dwayne Haskins. That's not God. your quarterback room. <laughs> that's I'm like actually try- getting less. Go ahead. No, that's, the, that's. I'm just gonna say that's like trying to make cookies with like paprika and <laughs> garlic salt, and then you have your chocolate chips as Trevor Lawrence, and it's like, all right, these are our cookies. There's one really good thing about it here. Don't even throw them in the oven. Just. <laughs> I think, <laughs> hey guys, I, I think that's a great point to finish up the emergency pod. Well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. One last thing. I got uh, one last super big braid take about Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. The Pac-12 is crying today. I mean. The Pac-12 could never have received worse news that Urban Meyer will not in the future be USC's head coach. I think. In my opinion. I'm not I sure it was ever going to happen, but okay, yeah, but, yeah the okay, hope is but I'm, gone. Yeah, but the moment that Clay Helton gets fired, you don't think Urban's the top candidate, and like it's my, talked my, about. Yeah, definitely. Well, my point was always my point was always that like Pac-12, if you're serious about fixing your program on it, your your, your problem, your West Coast pro- problem, I honest to God think that it is as simple as USC. Get your act together. You're you're, you're USC. Be USC again. Yeah. And Urban Meyer, if Urban Meyer went into the, got into USC, he would eviscerate West Coast recruiting. Oh my god! Agreed, agreed. Pac-12 would actually have playoff teams again, and that's what it thinks. Like the Pac-12's slam dunk, easiest ramp, best hope to be relevant again is off the table now. So that sucks for you, but you deserve it, uh, Pac-12 commissioner. I forget your name. You don't even deserve for me to remember your name. <laughs> you, uh, you really, you, we really don't. It, yeah, he's. Yeah, I just but, wanted to put that out there that that wraps up my whole Pac-12 Urban Meyer thing that I've been on for like a year now. Um, yeah. Listen, I think I think it's a great way to end it. Uh, Urban Meyer, head football coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, soon to acquire Trevor Lawrence as the number one overall draft pick, the most cap space in the NFL, the most picks in the NFL draft. It Off is on a the bandwagon I, now, man. I Off forget on the that we, I forget that there's free agency. There yeah. is free agency. Honestly. Yeah. Listen. I, I keep thinking, like, we got to address all these things in the draft. I'm like, oh, my God, we have all this money. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And it's a good place to be. And, again, hop on, as Michael said, hop on the bandwagon while you can. Um, Michael, thanks for coming on. Uh, you can no listen problem. to Michael's radio station, 1010XL, in Jacksonville, we, Florida. We will have live coverage of Urban's introductory press conference tomorrow at 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. So today at 11:30 a 
a.m. when you're listening to this. This pod is up at seven in the morning. Yeah, you have until then to listen, and you can tune into Urban's introductory press conference on Ten Ten XL today at eleven thirty. Michael, thanks again for joining us. Uh, it's no been it's been an emergency podcast edition of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. My name is Michael. And we are not biased, but for today, gentlemen, I think it's appropriate. Go Jags. Go Jags. Duval. DTWD.